Well, good evening, everyone. Happy Friday. It is July 10th, and we are here with Pulse of the Arts Fresno's first episode. I'm Dakota Simpson, your host, and I'm super excited to be here talking to all of you guys. We've got some fun stuff coming up. We've got an interview with Mark Gonzalez. I'm so excited just to be here talking to you guys. Uh, first up, we've got our our forecast Now, the forecast, like the weather, is just what's happening around us, you know? Uh, In these turbulent times, theater is almost completely on a standstill, but there are things we can do to help out our theater friends in this community. During the uncertainty of COVID-19, theaters around the globe are struggling, as well as theaters in your own hometowns, and they could use all the help they can get from you, the sponsors. Our friends at Center Stage Clovis Community Theater could use all the help you could give them. They're seeking donations to further their 2021 season. And for anyone who's seen a show down there, they've made you laugh, they've made you cry, but most of all, they were for you. So please, every little bit helps. Workshop 44 in Los Banos is auditioning their production of Ragtime for their 2021 season. If you are interested, you can take a look at them on their Facebook, their website, or casting at workshop44.com. Camp Shine is online. Space is limited. It is the next three weeks of July, I believe. So get that space while it's still available. If you are interested in putting your child in a theater summer camp virtually this year, go to contact at shinetheater.com and they will get you squared away. Now to keep things fun here, we have a fun little trivia segment I would like to start on the show. And that is called Guess That theater. All right, so this week's question. What was the first radio drama and when was it aired? What was the first radio drama and when was it aired? Now you can get your answer into Facebook, Instagram, at Shine Theater, whichever you have, and we'll get you some shout outs going and maybe some prizes. Who knows? Uh, all you need to do is just get your answer in before next week's episode of Pulse of the Arts on Friday at 8 p.m. We are back. Uh, I am here talking with my first guest of the inaugural episode of Pulse of the Arts. I'm here with Mark Gonzalez. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, so just for the, the fans who don't know you, uh, who are you? What do you do in the Valley, uh, art-wise? So in the Valley, um, I, I went to Fresno State uh, for my undergrad. I didn't major in theater, but that's when I got really involved with uh, the theater companies around town. Um, It's also when I started my blog, uh, The Road to 1000, where I review every show I see. Um, But it's it's very much of a positive cheerleader motivation of get butts in seats, go support theater, this is why you should see it. 
Um, just a, just a, a more positive take. Although if things are bad, things are bad. Things but, are bad. I mean, but you can't do anything about that. Correct. <laughs> but certainly being supportive, being objective, but certainly knowing at the end of the day, supporting art is supporting art. Absolutely. Um, and then when I moved back from the Bay Area, I got uh, with my teaching credential. I now teach at Bullard High School, awesome. uh, teaching full time theater, taking over for Calvin Hoff, Great. who took over for Joyce Anabo. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a stellar program. So that's what I'm doing here. Yeah. How is that? How are you enjoying that? So you just finished your first year. Just finished the first year. Cut short. By by COVID, but it was a remarkable by, by COVID. Oh oh, it was this old, it was chapter. this hiccup. Yeah, it was this, this hiccup. Yeah, thing. everyone was getting like pimples or something. Yeah yeah, very interesting. But um, you know, it was it was a fantastic first year. I was lucky enough to um, have a theater class for my student teaching up in the Bay Area, so I was able to go into Bullard, which is an established, well-known program around Fresno. Um, with with a little bit of a foundation of how to teach theater, how does it reach students, how does it reach me, um, and that's what I've been doing in addition to just acting and choreographing around town as well. Awesome, incredible. And um, what, what was the last theatrical venture you had, like you were uh, that you are part of, like as a, as an actor or performer? Um, the last thing I did was because uh, you know your first year of teaching isn't busy enough. I, I wrote my first show. Oh, of course. Um, it was a one man well, show. Well, that takes no time at all. Not so. at all. It wasn't a two year adventure at all. Um, no, I, I, I wrote a one-man show, and I did it at the Rogue Festival um, in March. And liter- yeah, literally as things shut down, Rogue was like the last thing that was able to be publicly performed. I remember. I was yeah, there. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, so, so it's called Merely a Player. and it's Which just- was wonderful, might I add. I had never actually got to see you tap dance before, so that was a great introduction to, Thank you. to tapping Mark. Thank you. Yeah, so that was, that was the last theatrical endeavor, other than just reading stuff at home with, with wine. <laughs> so um, this podcast is super interesting because it's so f- new and no one is really um, going and talking to a lot of these specific artists and talking about just their experience, especially during the turbulence of these times. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, my good friend Damon Pardo over at... Uh, at Read the Room is 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 doing uh, that as well, uh, some of that, and he yeah. is incredible, and I love him. Great and work. I love, his yeah. podcast is incredible. If you haven't listened to it, go, please go listen to Read the Room. It's an incredible podcast. But uh, yes. today, uh, I'm here just to ask you uh, our, our buzz question of the week and see where we can let that take the conversation. Okay. And that is... Um, Especially in this day and age where we are living in sort of subdued uh, times, what is the role of the artist? What is the role of the artist today? So what, do you, what is that? That's great. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I, I, I go to my, my foundation, um, which I really learned, actually, funnily enough, not, not funnily enough, ironically enough, with me going from the Bay Area to Fresno, is I learned this at uh, Good Company Players, was that everyone has, everyone in the arts, specifically theater, um, for the purposes of my expertise, everyone has a role to play. Every artist has a piece of the puzzle is sort of what I've distilled it down to. Absolutely. And at Good Company Players, they're they're extremely good and professional with, with understanding what your role is and knowing, letting you know what that is and then having you thrive in that role. And I just, I, I've seen that blossom in, you know, a full-time theater company in Fresno, like they make it work. So I think I think the role of the artist today, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of any identity, is to understand the audiences you want to reach. I think for too long, um, 
any artist thinks that their piece of the puzzle will just be jammed in because this I'm the artist and this is what I think. Absolutely. And that's not how it is. And like I said, at Good Company Players, I really learned that you are a part of a bigger team. Mm -hmm. um, and you should find you, you should find the joy in the work and celebrate that after, but the work has to speak for itself. So nowadays with individual artists, like even with a one-man show, I needed a team of like 10 people to do a one-man show. Absolutely. So like it, there's no, here's my piece and you just have to make it work. I think you have to be very cognizant of what audience am I trying to reach and why am I trying to reach them. Then when you go into your, uh, your own identity, your own experiences, mm -hmm. whether black, Asian, Hispanic, white, etc., uh, you know, anything on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, you have a responsibility not to represent everybody, but to ensure that your story that you're telling is going to reach the audience in a way that is objective, mm -hmm. in a way that is emotionally sensitive, not to baby it, the topic, but to ensure that your artistic integrity is based in truth. How can we create a conversation? Absolutely. And how can how, we do that? And that's how you show reverence through something is by is by keeping the authenticity. 100%. It. Yeah. Uh, excellent. For your piece of the puzzle i know you're a you're a, you're a jack of many trades as as myself um <laughs> try to be i'm gonna ask you just a double question mm -hmm. what is your you what do you think your specific piece in the theatrical puzzle is and what is your favorite piece to be yeah so my so yeah so the first one my specific i it's grown um it's honestly grown i i used to think i'm the guy who is a is a great mover. Um, I can be considered a dance captain with some shows on my resume, and it's and it's not because of my dance abilities. There's always going to be someone who can dance circles around me, but I think it's more the energy I bring. I'm a textbook extrovert, so I'm there to support. I'm there to just lead in a way that goes beyond dance steps. Right. Um, and that's where I pretty much found myself is okay the the comedic roles with the dance, and maybe I'll get a song or two, and that's fine. Like it, in no way have I ever thought, oh, I was short shifted. No, no. no. Every show on my resume at this point has been like, thank God I did that because that was so much fun. Um, the times I've been able to lead as a dance captain have been great. It has since shifted because now I teach high school. Right. And the the thing I like to joke about is I make ultimatums for myself. Like okay. I will never do blank a blank a blank. And then literally a month later something will be offered. So for existence, <laughs> for for example, I graduate SF State with my credential and I'm in or I'm about to and I and I'm interviewing for positions. And I was like, well, I want to teach theater, but I don't want to take over a program because I don't want to direct. I just want to teach my classes and move on. And then my biggest interview is Bullard to take over the program and to lead it and to direct. I'm like, well, I guess that's going to happen. Sure, why not? <laughs> so I feel like my, my piece of the puzzle now is take on each project, whether choreography, whether directing at the high school level or beyond, um, acting, writing... Uh, you know, doing reading with Zounds or Cold Quarantine or um, up in the Bay Area, we have Theater Thursdays and, and Pacifica Spindrift. We, there's all these reading groups where, again, ultimatum, I'm never going to do a Zoom reading. That's what I literally said to my <laughs> wife. Day two of quarantine, I'm not doing these. And now I've done two dozen probably. Yeah, something like that. So I think it's to take on each project that that really interests me, even if it's a brand new thing that I've never even read or seen or done or whatever. It's like, how does this speak to me? How do I best fit that project? Um, my favorite one to do is anything where I can get an aha moment. 
Mm. So that's what they tell us in the teaching is, you know, you, you guide the students, you don't tell them everything. And when you see the aha moment click, it's like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And that is like a natural high. Yeah. So for me, like doing a one man show, it wasn't so much writing a show. It was having to lean on my own writing as a performer that, that gave me the aha, like, oh my gosh, I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, directing for high schoolers, um, Chris Mankles, mm-hmm. a very respected, awesome, brilliant incredible. guy, in the central, incredible guy, when I did Mamma Mia this past summer, um, told me that directing and, uh, directing and doing shows at the high school level is an extension of the classroom. And it's the same with college. Mm-hmm. And I, he was dead on the money because every time I was with my students in rehearsals, everything I was doing in the classroom was an extension of the classroom. It was always teaching and building and I just loved the relationships we had with that. So I don't want to like put myself in a box, even though that's how I work. I'm very compartmentalized. Like right. this is this, this is this. No, I agree. But like teaching is clearly the, the passion I have and, and the piece of the puzzle. But with that teaching, though it's my f- like favorite favorite, it allows me to then support and pursue the other things whether it's writing acting choreography etc so it's like a a leveled puzzle piece it's a leveled puzzle piece there's multiple layers and then the the last thing i'll say because this has been like the shower thoughts i do my best thinking in water sure absolutely so i'm surfing swimming or in the shower and that's when the 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 ideas come right and being someone who's white heterosexual male who's not in debt um, I really want to use my piece of the puzzle to support the voices who have not had the privilege I have. And I want to ensure that anything I do from here on out, high school level, children's theater, community theater, regional, like you go up the, you go up the chain. I want to ensure that I'm not just surrounding myself mm-hmm. with artists of color and diversity and different identities, but that I'm actually supporting and raising them up. Absolutely. In a way that's not like pitting them. Mm-hmm. It's a way that's saying, I know you have talent and skill. I know your piece of the puzzle. How can we use this to create stuff that matters? Absolutely. That's what I want to use. And that's been like the last three months that's just been super weighing on my heart is each project needs to allow me to be like, you know what? I need to be surrounded by people that I know I can support because I know the gifts I've been given just because of the color of my skin and because I'm straight and I'm this and that and I don't have debt. So it's like, how can I use that to better other people? Because I'm good, but like, there are others who have not had the same opportunities, probably have not been cast in roles that I have been, that could have been, and probably should have been, because I'm not the best singer. I'm <laughs> passable to make the show, but I'm not the best. So it's like, okay, it's time to not just give back, but to raise up. And that's where I want to go with it, that's with my incredible. piece. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, just to close up, uh, about theatrical adventures, I know we're pretty... Um, we're pretty stark at the moment, but uh, what's the, what, do, you, do you have anything that you're working on next? Like, are you mentioned writing, is there, is there any pieces that are interesting you, like that you're reading, as well as are you working on any other like works right now in this, in this closed off quarters we have? Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, again, not putting myself in a box. I'm, I'm working on all the things. Reading Rise, um, I'm reading a book called The Theater of War. Um, it's about this guy who adapted a bunch of the Greek tragedies and toured them to prisons, for prison guards, for wardens, um, for military, and his take on the Greek tragedies and how it applies specifically to those with PTSD and um, undiagnosed trauma seriously speaks to me. And of course, being a high school drama teacher, yes, we have a Greek unit. That's just that's standard in California. So that has reshaped my curriculum of how can I use something that most of these kids probably don't know that they have yeah. some sort of trauma, whether Absolutely. it doesn't have to be military or, or, or police related, sure, but, like, but because that's so prevalent, 
that has reshaped my curriculum. Um, I'm also adding a sports unit because awesome. I think I think the marriage of sports and arts needs to be made more official. Sure. And I don't like the, oh, they always support sports. What about the arts? Well, why don't we just do our part? Because there are some brilliant sports plays mm. out there. Um, so sure. I, I mean, though, the wolves. I the, mean, uh, that's uh, what I'm teaching. Red and Speedo. Is Red a Speedo. Great, um, um, and then Colossal, which yes. takes on the football team. Mm-hmm. And I played football. So... So that's been my sort of reading with um, with my teaching, uh, directing wise, choreography wise. Um, you know, this year I was supposed to direct and choreograph Big River at Reedley River City Theater. We obviously postponed it to next year. So that'll be the next venture. I love Huck Finn. I love that book. I think that is just one of the best uses of Roger Miller's talent, though he has some great past hits. His score for Big River is just illuminating. Truly breathtaking. Yeah. Truly breathtaking. Yeah. Um, I cry every time I listen to that oh, entire... I, yeah, th- there's absolutely. just no way. And then, um, and then you know, just acting-wise, um, really looking forward to the next thing. I, you know, there's, you know, again, there's readings mm-hmm. going on, and those are really fulfilling me. Um, and then just trying to make a high school theater season work. Exactly. Whether it's outdoors, in a the theater, in a the classroom, black box site-specific, um, so it's 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 all over the board, but um, we're planning on doing Come Blow Your Horn, which was Neil Simon's first big hit mm-hmm. um, for our play. We're gonna do a modern adaptation of The 12 Days of Christmas. Fun. Make those vignettes more yep. modern and, and get the band involved, get the art classes involved, and then our spring musical will be Little Women. Great. The musical, so you know, just trying to make all that work in, in the COVID reality and, yeah. and figuring it out. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mark. It thank was you. such a pleasure talking to you. and. Uh, We'll be back in a hot minute to wrap things up. Thank you for listening. Wow, that sure was a hot minute, wasn't it? Um, Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in for our first episode of Pulse of the Arts. Uh, We cannot wait to uh, bring you more content and keep you guys informed on what is happening in the valley around you during these times. Uh, Next week, we will have another exciting guest. I'm so excited. I'm going to keep it a little secret until uh, we announce next week's episode, so stay tuned for that. And before we get going, I just wanted to thank some people. Uh, A big thank you to Tony Sanders with Shine Theater. Camp Shine is online, ladies and gentlemen. This is an intensive one-week theater arts camp online and uh, all you need to do is head over to Camp Shine and you can select a major for your your students that could be either acting, singing, dancing, or even tech theater. And in addition to that, <clears throat> there are two electives that they can take. So head on over to shinetheater.com so that your child can be a part of something great virtually and hone their theatrical craft over this summer. And that is it for our first episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you all again for tuning in. Remember, be kind, stay hydrated, wear your mask, support local theater, and we will be back with you next time. Have a good night.